Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 855-616-1620. And now, WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. The first place Milwaukee Brewers play the Cincinnati Reds. Our coverage starts in about a half hour or so. First, let me start off the program with a shout-out to my friend and colleague, Gene Miller, who is announced this morning that after 40 years here with this this company, now it's been, first of all, it was Journal, then it was Scripps, and now it's Good Karma, but after 40 years with the company, and I think 44 years in the industry, Gene is is hanging it up. He's going to be retiring, not today or tomorrow, but uh, he will, his last show will be sometime in early February of next year. He's given everybody about six months notice, and he's going to enjoy sleeping in. Um, It's one of these things, I say this to people all the time, as someone who did daily television for a few years, people recognize you from television, but they know you from radio. That That's the big difference, as I try to explain behind the media. People will say, yeah, that's the guy that's on TV. But I, I will tell you that there's something about TV that I think you, you don't necessarily know people's personalities. For example, there, there's some people I know that are on TV that are in real life. They're just like they appear on television. There's others who, who aren't necessarily like that. Radio doesn't work that way. Radio, you cannot be a fake. Radio, because you are so kind to invite us into your cars, into your homes, because radio is a one-on-one medium, um, we, we are talking to each other. You know people on, on radio, and the people that try to be fakes on radio, they don't they don't succeed as a general rule. So typically, you, you listen to a program, and you get to know about the people, and you get to know what kind of person they are. And I will say this. Gene Miller, you, you listen to Gene's show, and he's just a, a nice, he comes across as a nice, regular, everyman type of person, and that's exactly the type of person that Gene is in real life. And it's it's just helped him. And I think develop and have this great career, and he will definitely be missed. And all of us wish him um, the very, very best in his retirement, which, again, isn't going to be today or tomorrow, but um, he, he has announced the date. All right, we're, we're not going to take calls on this today because I don't have enough time to get into it. And frankly, I, I don't want to be this much of a Debbie Downer. But if you are a regular listener of this program, you know that I've been talking a lot lately about the out-of-control crime in urban areas in general, and in Milwaukee in particular. And, and that's the, the homicide rates that are just through the roof, the shootings that are through the roof, and then some of the other crimes a, as well that are, are just pretty much now I- ignored, car thefts and carjackings and, and things of the like. And for some people, I know that there's this attitude of, well, car thefts, what, why why is this this big a deal? Why, why do we care? Because, you know, it, it's at the end of the day, it's a property crime. Lots of people have insurance. They get their cars back. Well, here's the story as reported on today's TMJ4. Let me just read this to you briefly. A 16-year-old boy is dead, and several others were injured in a car crash near 60th and Good Hope Tuesday night last night. Police say a suspected stolen vehicle was traveling on West Good Hope Road just before 9 p.m. So it's going west. Officers see this car. They know it's stolen. Officers attempted to stop the vehicle. The pursuit ensues. All right, so stolen car, bubble lights come on, the driver of the car takes off. The chase was terminated after the driver of the stolen vehicle drove into oncoming traffic 
on North 26th and collided with another vehicle. Think about that. Now, this is 76th and Good Hope, which is arguably one of the major intersections, certainly in the suburban ports of parts of Milwaukee. 76th and Good Hope is... Well, I mean, it's an intersection that I drive through all the time. So you have the car, stolen car, the police try to pull it over, the driver floors it and drives into oncoming traffic, collides with another vehicle. Police say the driver of the stolen vehicle, wait for it, a 16-year-old boy. So you've got a 16-year-old kid behind the wheel of this stolen car who tries to flee from the police, drives into oncoming traffic. He sustained life-threatening injuries, died at the hospital. He's dead. All right, it gets even worse. Two 12-year-old girls were in the stolen vehicle. So you have a 16-year-old that's driving the hot car. You've got two 12-year-olds who are along with him. Two 12-year-olds. What what are what is a 16-year-old doing behind the wheel of a stolen car? What are two 12-year-olds doing in the car with him at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday night? Two 12-year-old girls were in stolen vehicle, were transported to a local hospital. One is in critical condition. The other is in stable condition. Police say the driver and passengers of the vehicle that was struck. So these would be the folks that were driving the right way on Good Hope Road that, that are hit by this stolen car. Uh, they are... Um, in stable condition. But I mean, I'm just telling you this. See, the, what, what really, there's so many different issues with this, and we'll probably dissect it a little more tomorrow, but that could have been you. That could have been me. That could have been your wife. That could have been your husband. That could have been your kids. That could have been your grandkids. This is a busy street. It's Good Hope Road, 76th and Good Hope, 9 o'clock at night. You're driving. You're minding your own business. And all of a sudden, some 16-year-old in a stolen car with a couple 12-year-olds in the vehicle with him fleeing from the cops either drives into the wrong lane of traffic or loses control. I don't know what happened, but now that kid is dead, other people are injured, and it is but for the grace of God that everybody involved in this collision are not injured. Don't tell me car theft is not a big deal. Don't tell me we do people favors by ignoring it when they get caught over and over and over again. Don't tell me that we shouldn't look, we should look the other way and it's just a property crime. This is the type of stuff that happens on a too often basis and by ignoring it, looking the other way, slapping people on the wrists for this, not treating it like the serious crime it is, we invite this to happen over and over and over again and the inevitable result is sooner or later people die. All right, when we come back, a lighter topic. Stick around. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. I'm sorry, I just think it's a pain. Now, I recognize that there are some people who do not carry cash at all and and use credit cards or debit cards for for any purchase, regardless of of how small. I'm not that guy. Maybe it's just old school. Um, Maybe I'm a dinosaur. But for for small purchases, if I go in and I buy a cup of coffee or something, I'm 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 going to reach in. I'm going to carry. I'm going to pay for it with cash. I just don't like charging small things to the credit card. Which isn't to say I don't use credit cards. And um, when I go out to dinner, use credit cards a lot of times. Sometimes I pay cash, but mostly I use credit cards. When I go put gas in the car, it's self service. I, I use the credit card, so I'm not anti that. But I've always liked the option of using cash particularly on the small 
purchases. And by small, I mean like the five and the $10 purchases. Um, for the last year or so, it's become more difficult to do that at various venues. If you went to a baseball game at American Family Field this year, in the early part of the year, you could not use cash. It was all cashless. You had to have a credit card. You had to have a debit card to go buy a beer, to go buy a hot dog. You'd have to put the credit card into the machine. If you didn't have a credit card or a debit card, you could take cash. You could convert it. You could. They had machines where you put the cash in, and then you get like a a debit card, a voucher that you could use. So you could still make purchases without it. But I, I'll tell you, I, I just found it to be a pain. I understand they say that it speeds up transactions. That has not been my experience. Now, maybe again, it's mine, but I, I'm at American Family Field and you're ordering a beer and you have to put the card in and then you have to wait for it to process. Dum, 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 dum. Then it comes up and then you have to, it says, you know, do you want to leave a tip and you have to push the button? And a lot of times people don't understand this. And it just, I, it, in many cases, I just thought it was faster for the guy to say, okay, it's seven bucks. You give them a 10 and they give you $3. So I'm not sure I buy the idea that it's faster. In addition, um, I, I, I understand, I guess, that in a COVID world, that the less contact you have, the better. But I don't know that COVID is necessarily that much of a concern nowadays. So I bring this up because Summerfest, and I am a huge, huge fan of Summerfest. They have announced this year that they are going cashless. Credit cards, presumably debit cards only. They say they believe it's going to result in better and safer customer service experience and improve the speed of service and reducing delivery times. And just like at American Family Field, you, you will, you'll have the option. You can go in, you take cash, you can put cash into a machine and you can get, um, you can get a card. You know, for the cash. So you can put $40 in and they'll give you a card for 40 bucks. So you, you can still buy things. You can do that conversion if you don't want to use a credit card or a debit card, but you will not be able to use cash anymore. Our number is 855-616-1620. That's the Accurate Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is the growing trend. That This is what more and more places are doing completely and totally cashless. Businesses have a right to do it. This is not an issue with that. Remember, the Bucks did this a year or two ago. They had various various vendors that you, you couldn't use cash at. There were some that you could use cash at, others that, that you couldn't. So businesses have a right to do it. And I guess what we're being told is this speeds up service and things like that. I Maybe it's old school, but as far as I'm concerned, there's no school like the old school. I... I like the option of continuing to use cash, and I am at, I'm not convinced at, at all that using credit cards necessarily speeds up service. It hasn't been my experience because, like I say, typically when I'm in line behind somebody, there, there's always the, well, I put the card in and it's not reading it right or it's taking a while to process it, and what button do I end up hitting? It's a lot simpler, I think, sometimes. You give the person a 10, they give you the beer, and they give you the 2 bucks back. All right, Summerfest is going cashless. Good idea, bad idea. It's their right to do it, but we discuss in a minute. This is Jeff Wagner. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. The threat of inflation increases daily. How will it affect you and your family? Please join our very own Steve Scafidi and Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management for a live webinar, Summer School, How Inflation Affects Investing. That's Wednesday, June 23rd at 4 p.m. To register, please go to WTMJ.com. Let's talk to Robert in Brookfield. Robert, you're first. Hello. 
Hello, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. So, I think I have some great information on this topic. I have a friend in West Palm Beach, Florida, that works for a company that sets up these scenarios for these different venues, Mm -hmm. the cashless scenario. Right. When they go in and sell this to the Summerfest or the Brewers, plain and simple, they are not talking about speeding up transactions as their selling point. They are, plain and simple, they are talking about the reduction of employee theft of cash. Mm -hmm. When you hire a lot of employees, part-time, jigs like Summerfest, this and that, this is a bigger problem than people realize. Mm -hmm. Now, it can be either taking the money out of the register when maybe nobody's watching, or it could be the guy that comes up and buys a beer and pays for it with a $20 bill and is giving giving back change for a $100 bill. Yeah, a simp- okay. it could be a simple so, mistake, right? Just just that you don't have you don't have to fool with doing the math when you're when you're making change. Right. Sure. It can, it can be a mistake or it can be intentional also. Yeah. So they go in there and they say, "Listen, you have a lot of people that have a lot of access to these registers and all kinds of stuff. You got you got people that don't always uh, work there full time; they're part time. So this is a way to take that part of the equation out of okay. Why is our register short? And it probably so also be, it probably also saves time. I don't think it saves time, in my opinion, with the transaction, but it might save time on the back end, where you, at the end of the night, where you have to sit down and count money. You know, how, how, what what's in the till, and let's figure it out, and then trying to, to your point, balance it and reconcile it if it doesn't match. Absolutely agree. Um, you, you know, you're wise. I think I am also. When you go and use a, a debit card or you do all that stuff and you're entering this and entering that, and watch how many times I'm at a, I'm at a grocery store. I watch uh, some people pull out these cards and they're staring at the darn thing like, oh, which but, one am I supposed yeah, to hit? Well, well, <laughs> right, no, that, and, that, and that's right. I mean, that, that's what I see. It's kind of like that, that sort of intimidating. It's, it's almost like, okay, you, you, you have to end up doing this. Um, you know, I guess the other thing I wonder is, from an employee perspective, does it help tips or does it hurt tips? Because, see, a lot of times with cash, I'll just round up. I'll say keep it. With with the, with these things, you have to specifically hit a button, you know, saying I'm going to give a 10% tip, I'm going to give a 15% tip, and then you have to do the math. My guess is a lot of people just say no tip at all, but I, maybe I'm wrong. Well, I think no, I agree with that because I think it's easier just to say skip than right. going through and trying to do any kind of like spontaneous math on a on a credit card. Right. Yeah. Just and yeah. Just keep it. No, I'm sorry. I got to let. Thank, I'm sorry, Robert. I got to let you go because I've, I've got a hard out time coming up in just a few seconds. But a great comments and great call. Maybe we'll revisit this a little bit tomorrow. I mean, this is the wave of the future, and and now I mean, you, you saw the brewers that have done it. I don't know what the policy is moving forward. Whether you can use cash going back now once they go to full attendance. But Summerfest is. Cashless. The Brewers are coming up right after the news. It's twelve thirty. Let's go to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Here's Mike Spaulding. Thank you, Jeff. The first meeting between presidents.